Listen, we just did a crazy interview. You gotta tap in. Rhymes in politics. My guy Sykes. We just had a conversation. It was friendly. Just busting it up. A lot of jewels in there. A lot of information. A lot of knowledge. Respect the game. You are now watching Rhymes and Politics. Spit them balls. Yo, check it out. It's your right hand man, Sykes. You're now tuned in to Rhymes and Politics, the show where we sit down with professionals from all aspects of hip hop culture. Today, we politicking with, we politicking with Harlem's own celebrity ghostwriter, man, F-A-T-S. We sitting with Fats, y'all. What's good, my brother? What's goody, man? How's everything, man? Everything's good, You all right? Man. Yo, I thank you, my brother. Thank you for coming down, hanging down with us. Thanks for having Polly me. Hollying with us, politicking with us, chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. So you're a Harlem, you're a Harlem knight, Harlem representative. Mm-hmm. What part of Harlem we representing? 133rd in Amsterdam, Manhattanville Projects. Now break that down, right? Because we got like sections of Harlem, west side, north side, east side. So from the west side, Mm -hmm. and I know sometimes people think of west side like uh, Lenox, 7th, 8th, but they forget about Broadway and Amsterdam. Yeah. So I'm from, the, from that side. Yeah. The, the Amsterdam, where, where, where all the, the break, stuff is at. What's that line that separates the west side from the east side? I would say the east side is right after Lenox Avenue. Mm-hmm. Anything after Lenox is the east side. Mm. So some people are between, like some people that, are, that, that, are live, that live on Lenox and Fifth, between yeah. Lenox and Fifth, I guess they can go either way, but <laughs> but I think you see it, you do see it, you notice a difference, you see the difference. Yeah. Like, just from the jogging, apparel, just the culture's a little different. From the west side and the east side? Yeah. What? Yeah. I thought it, the whole Harlem was like, nah. that whole vibe, like, I don't think I thought so. they shared the same vibe in their life. You think ah. it's separate though? Yeah, I think it's separate. I, I It's like, it's sort of like seeing, um. Jay-Z with Dean, right? Copy. You, you <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a little different, but. Two different, yeah, I get it You now. get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, one would see, you see something that other people may not see. They'll just see, you know, see mm-hmm. the people. But I think there's a clear difference. And um, when, you're, when you're from the west side, it's like, I feel like people from the east side, are, they, you know, I got people on the east side, but. I feel like they always felt like they had to take a back seat to the people on the west side. Really? When it came to when it came to music and just everything. Mm. Like in the streets, yeah. everything. I yeah. think, yeah. Was you born in Harlem Hospital? No. I was actually born in um St. Luke's Hospital. Oh. On the, on 14th Street, I think. Yeah. On yeah, 14th. I was yeah. born in Harlem Hospital. You was born right. in Harlem Hospital? Yeah. Oh, so you from Harlem? <laughs> 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 I mean, technically, you're from Harlem. Pretty much, though. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Born in Harlem Hospital, raised in the Bronx, but I was always hanging out in Harlem, right? Yeah. And I miss the old Harlem, like the early 2000s and all that. That's when it was live, because like the 90s, I was in VA around yeah. this time, but I was always back and forth, though. But like when I came back like in 03, I was back for like a year. 
I was always at home, like shopping, hanging out, because the, the energy, the vibe out there was like, yeah, this is where I want, you know what I mean? I could live here, like, you know what I'm saying? Did you see it to be different from the Bronx, though? Yeah. It just, it, it just like, it's just fly shit. Like, yeah. I just keep it fly. We got fly shit in the Bronx, fly dude, fly chicks in the Bronx too. But it's that grunginess up there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Harlem, that's where you come and get fly stunt, flash, get flossy on them. But you feel, you feel the energy in Harlem. Yeah, it feels like, it's in the air, it feels good. Yeah. It feels good like yep. when you're there. Like you just, just hang out all night on the block, yes. see the waves, yeah. see everything moving. It's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So, what led you into the music, writing music and writing I, um, rhymes and all that? I, well, I, it started from poems. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I was doing poems and just thinking the poems were okay. Yeah. My friends would sit there and I didn't let anyone hear it at first, but then, you know, when people see you with your little, your little book constantly and then they're like, everybody want to know what's in the book. Yeah. And then you, you start saying little things to people. But I think, I, um, I guess you want to be what you see. Mm -hmm. like if you're around doctors, you're going to be a doctor. Right. If you're around police officers, you're going to be a police officer. It's just because you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. It just comes second nature. Right. But I feel like when I was um, watching people, when I used to see artists that I would see on TV. What artists? Which artists? I saw, like, my, so just a quick backstory, so quick backstory is Bath, Bathgate and I are from the same building. Oh, okay. His uncle is from the Fearless Four, Mike C. Really? Yes. So that song, Rockin' It, dun, 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 that's mm -hmm. his uncle. Wow. Yeah. And I always thought Bathgate was from the Bronx, because it's a street in the Bronx. Called cool. Bathgate. I always thought he was from the Bronx. When I'm seeing him on DVDs and all that, but that's crazy though. Yeah. So, just just to put that in, put that out there, like because you start to see, you start to see, and they, they were done way before that. But you know, like when they had to do the old school shows and right, stuff like right. that, you see them getting together. Yeah. So it was a little. It was. It was. That was the situation where I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, <clears throat> so I saw I saw them, and I was like, oh, okay. And actually, it was Bath's uncle Mike C, who first took us into the studio. So, it was like, oh, he was. I don't know what they were doing, but I can't remember what, how it went. But yeah. we, we he let us he let us spit. Yeah. And you get that you get that. That bug from there, like, oh, let's go. So at but, that moment, you turned your poetry into rhymes. Was it at that time right there? Yeah. It was It was trying to see if the the poems would go to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's creative, though. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, you try So to... did he give you, like, guidance in the studio on just, like, how to put your song? Like, give you, like, song? Format? Right. Yeah, so... You, st I started to. So how I really learned was no, he wasn't. He wasn't a like a. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't teaching us in that way. He would just. It was just like yo, let me see what they could do, right? Okay. But I um, what I was doing was listening to um, 
Cause I was when I started writing music, when they were, I'm like, oh, this can go to a beat mm-hmm. and take the poems, cause the poems weren't fitting the, the beat. Yeah. But when I started to do that, what I did was I listened to Nas, paused it, listened to Nas, and I was counting. Okay. And I would put however many he had for the verse. Mm-hmm. That's how many I had for the verse. That how many mm. uh, lines? Yeah. That's what I had for the verse. Same way, cause I copied it. Right, because like, so it's oh, almost like you're tracing. Yeah, you stop here. Yeah. <laughs> the format, like yeah. you stop right here. So I, I did that. Then I started to count the choruses. Okay. And, but, I, but from writing, you count two bars versus one bar, like a, when people do beats. Who taught you that or how, or how did you learn that? So I learned that from... When I started to sit with people who did beats, and I would say, um, I want to say I got that from the kid Fute, okay, who was with BBO, mm-hmm. Futuristic. He was with BBO, and he used to do beats, but he also rhymed. Yeah. So because he did that, he's seeing me, and he goes, "Okay, that's two. Mm. That's four, and that's the way he's going. That's six. So we counting bars that way. Oh, wow. So that's that's when you're rapping, when you're rhyming. Yeah. You rhyme in twos. But when you did the beat, it's like mm, 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 one, mm, 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 two. Can you mm, give mm, a quick example of that, real quick? Something short, little little piece. All right. Just so the person, the people watching, all right, they hear you saying so, it. But can you give them like a visualization, a okay. visualization? So if I said, <laughs> all right, just to put it. That simple. Yeah. Uh, put it simply. You put it simply like this, right? If I say I'm gonna do bars and two and in increments of twos, mm-hmm. it'll be. Let's say I said my man Lil from the Ville used to hang on the hill, mm-hmm. and the chicks he piped, you were the wife or you would invite to restaurants that was up at echelon. So now you already got four bars. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or Hang on, I can give you something simpler, right? If I um, if I say uh, if I said to you, if I said, if you do a beat, right? You do the beat like this. You're doing it. That's one. You're mm-hmm. counting it. So you're at the end. You at the, when it stops. That's one bar. Okay. And then you'll do it again. It'll repeat. Then you go. That's two bars. Yeah. But when you're doing a verse, you're not stopping at that one bar. You won't even count. You, when you go like that, that's mm-hmm. two, you're counting two bars. So just to put it in perspective, um, I'm just trying to think of something that'll yeah. be like <laughs> in the easiest format. Right. So um, I'm trying to think. Like if I said, I'm drawing a blank right now. But I'm thinking, take your time, brother. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, if I said, damn, I never counted balls when I was writing rhymes. I never counted balls. I always like, I'm a rock camp student, right? Uh-huh. So my first line. Is going to dictate how the whole flow is going to go. 
the flows, how the flow is going to go. And the beat, though. The, when, I'm, when I hear a beat, I'm listening to the beat, and it's like the first line or two. And then the, the rest flows after that. I couldn't, I couldn't sit down and count bars. Like, when All you right. write rhymes, you sit and count bars, or you just flow? Like, you just let the pen go? Yeah, I, no, I count the bars. Really? Because, That's that professionalism. That's because, that. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. If you don't, let's say you want to put a metaphor, and that's like an impactful metaphor right there. Yeah. You don't get to do it because you didn't count the balls, and let's say they, they only gave you eight balls. They you know what? My, fat, my bad to cut you off. No. When I sit with producers, and they, and they was making the beats, when I used to be an artist, this was my heydays and all that, right? Mm -hmm. The beat was already tailor-made, so I'm writing within the, the beat already, you know what I'm saying? So they may have the A ball, then the hook, I know when the hook gonna come in, so I'm writing to the tailoredness of the beat, you understand what I'm saying? So I come, I, I'm sitting with the beat, like I take it home, whatever I do, I'm writing the verses, when I hit the, the, the beat change, I know that's when the hook is coming in. So that's what, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That was my little flow. So that's how I kind of like counted balls to me. That's how I did it. That was my little format. So what if you wrote a verse without the beat? I used to do that though. So, but then what, 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 what happened? I would just like, um, chisel some stuff out. That's my point right there. Okay. So if you had something that needed that, like this is a line that needs to be heard, right? Yeah. Is a metaphor or something that that you know this may impact the song or dictate how people are going to receive this verse. Mm -hmm. So if I said, so for example, if I said, uh, I could tell you what the hood need because I'm with the hood breeds. We're just that smart. We're villains at heart that tend to do some good deeds. That's two. That's two balls right there. Okay. And, and then I go. I take the drinks out the cooler, talk to all the shooters, the house wasn't stable, the mouse on the table, but I ain't have a computer. Uh, that's four. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's four bars right there. Okay. I can tell you about all the movers, tell you about all the here we get busy, get rid of those grizzlies without touching Vancouver. That's six. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I think how I was looking at the bars is when I write the rhyme, I'm looking at the lines on the page. I'm looking at the. I'm different, bro. The lines I'm on the weird, page, bro. on the paper. <laughs> That's telling me how long this verse is going to be. Like I said, then I'm listening to the beat, and when the change is going to come for the hook to come in. So that's how I was kind of doing my thing. What if you had a paper with no lines? I did that too. So how would you write the lines? Just. Probably when I'm sitting with the beat. What if you had no beat? Then that's a verse, that's probably just a rhyme where I could use as like, um, that may not go on a song or something like that. So, so for example, I can write without no beat, mm -hmm. no paper, and I'm gonna sit there, well, I mean, no lines on the paper, but I'm gonna give, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rhythm, right? Yeah. So if I say, I ain't tall, so I ain't ball, and I ain't like to run. I get hyped, 
but I like to fight, but not more than I like my gun. Yeah. So for all you Michael Dunn's, better know this boy is not the one. You can hate, but you look like steak, and that's something I like for lunch. <laughs> yeah. So if you want my music lower, you want me to turn the music down, this 4-4 show you. We can go a couple rounds that I'm in pocket. You see how I'm just, right, that, yeah. I dare you to test me. I pop if you test me, because cops won't protect me. They try to arrest me, try to arrest me, because I'm chocolate like Nestle. I let my AK spray, I let my AK spray. You can't spell America without the KKK. Mm. So if I'm saying this, it's just like, you, you can hear the way I'm saying that, it's yeah. gonna be on, it can, you can put, you can throw the beat to it. Right. I can say that acapella and you could just throw any beat to it. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like those are the bars. It, the, the bars are two in, increments of twos and it's, gotcha. it'll always work. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So you learned that, you said from few. From few, yeah, few, few he was taught you that. So he was kind of like um, grooming you as an artist, pretty much. So to say, yeah, so, um, inadvertently. I don't think he knew. He was aware that he was teaching right, me certain yeah. things. Yeah, he saw something in you. I think no. I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to recreate what he created with BBO. Mm.